welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, for those of you who are brand new, please, if you enjoy your, your time here, please like, subscribe, follow, do all those things. It does help us a lot. Uh, we are, uh, we try really hard here to be accessible to you. So feel free to, you know, go through the, the list of information that we provide. There are ways to track us down if you want to give us comments and, uh, or ask us questions. By all means, ask questions. You know, if you give us an idea that we use, uh, you know, we, we love to, uh, get those things from you, the listeners. So. <clears throat> This month is June. It is, you know, the first week of June right now. We are on the, um, the, the beginning stages of what has become Pride Month. And I bring that up because today we are doing segment number 12 of You're the Problem. And we are going to focus a little bit on the Pride Month activity. In particular, there was a, an event uh, that happened at a place called Sadaquai Elementary in uh, Hollywood. And that's in California, for those of you who don't know. And what happened? Uh, I'm going to show you the video. We are going to do our typical empathy session. Let me set the stage for you. There was an assembly plan at this elementary school. Now, in this elementary school, what the the goal was, was to provide a uh, a space to emphasize pride. Well, what's pride? Everybody knows what pride is, right? Yep, LGBTQAI+. And what that means is they are specifically setting aside time to emphasize the community that is LGBTQAI+. Now, we know, I'm just giving you a fact here, uh, that that particular group is a little less than 2% of the population, closer to like 1.5% of the population. That means that they are at this elementary school saying, this very small but important community is going to get recognized. Okay, fine. A bunch of parents are in the process of finding out about this event being planned at their school with their children, literally their children, not the metaphorical our children that we hear about at times, but no, their actual children get together on Instagram and they start saying, hey, look, I'm just going to keep my kid home. Yeah, you should keep your kid home, too, if you're not uh, wanting them to be exposed to this particular sexualization. And their their concern was it was going to be uh, a, an, an over-sexualization uh, presentation for elementary school children. Elementary school in, here in the United States, all across the, the great United States, we have Basically, it's either first through sixth or first through fifth grade. It depends. There are some some anomalies out there. But generally speaking, it's first through sixth grade. Now, this is a big deal. You're going to stick all of these first through sixth graders into an assembly and talk about identity, human sexual identity. 
lesbian, gay, bisexual. We're going to be talking about all of these things and more. So the parents, they say, "Mm, no, my kids are not going to participate. And matter of fact, while you're doing this in a public school, that's my understanding at least. If I get any of this information wrong, please leave comments. I'd like to learn. I'd like to grow. But my understanding is they said, not only are we going to keep our kids out of the school, but we in fact are going to protest the event in what they thought would be a healthy way. At least that's the word. So they show up and they're protesting this event. Well, another group gets wind of this protest that's supposed to happen. And they come to support pride. It looks like it at least. And the word on the street right now appears to be, and I don't like, I'm not going to tell you this is factual. So you're going to hear me bounce between, you know, the protesters of the protesters and Antifa. A lot of people believe it was Antifa that shows up. Now we've seen images of Antifa. We, we have a pretty good idea of what they do when they show up to an event. This very much looks like an Antifa uh, representation, but I'm going to let you decide. All right. It's not my decision to make because as of right now, uh, it's hard for me to verify that because I've seen some that are talking about how it's a, a, a pride group. Uh, and then others are saying Antifa. And I don't want to get caught up in that political you know, chaos of it. So I'll let you decide for yourself. Well, the they show up, the protesters show up and the protesters of the protesters. One thing leads to another, and we have an incident. Now, the police were there, so clearly this was not an unknown possibility. So the police were there, and you're going to get to see the whole video. Uh, I picked a video. There's like several videos uh, that you can access out there. I picked one particular video because I am going to, after I show you the full clip, I'm going to go back, and I am going to highlight some things that I see as we do the empathy part of the process. All right. So hang on. If you, uh, I don't know, there's, there's some violence. So if you don't want to see the violence, just skip ahead. I believe it's just a couple of minutes. It's not going to be super long. Uh, it's, it's very loud. Uh, I may actually try in the editing process to quiet it down a tiny bit, but we'll see. Um, you know, do I'll do what I can to, to make it as comfortable as possible, considering that it is, definitely a violent activity. And keep this in mind. This is happening outside of an elementary school. First through sixth graders, elementary school. All right, here we go. I'm going to stick this up on the screen and we are going to go ahead and we are going to get it rolling for you. All right. Those of you who are joining on uh, YouTube or Rumble are going to get to see this full screen view. Now, I haven't even started the video yet, but I'm going to point out a couple of things before we get rolling. Some people are wearing helmets. Some are wearing full masks. There's there's definitely some you know fishiness going on here. Like you don't have to be a genius to figure it out. Right? Who wears a mask? to an event like this. And down at the bottom, there's a pink bandana on top of a head of a masked person with sunglasses on. And they are clearly in contact with the person in the hoodie. All right. So ready? 
So let's take a look at what we just saw. For those of you who watched, I mean, it started literally right in the midst of the altercation beginning, right? Right here, there's tenseness. We can see it in the video. So there's a few different categories I want to empathize with. I want to empathize with the parents. Now, the parents are being labeled as American-Armenian folks that have kids that attend the school that's right apparently near here, somewhere real close, I guess. All right. Um, they they are there in that protest because of their children. All right. So I want to em- empathy w- empathize. Sorry about that. Empathize with the parents. I want to empathize with the school district. All right. I want to empathize with the kids. And then I want to empathize with the protesters of the protest. Okay. That's going to be tough to do, but I'm going to do my best. And hopefully through this process, you will get an opportunity to practice the empathy that is the hardest for you, probably for me uh, at moments. There's going to be parts that are very, very difficult, but we're going to give it a go. All right. So let's start with the parents. The parents don't want their kids exposed to uh, the sexual content. Okay. It's pretty easy to empathize with that. It's really the, the parent's responsibility to raise children, right? If, if it's not your kid, it's less of your responsibility. But there is, there is this other part of that. Okay. The school district, the protesters, as I was, the protesters of the protesters, uh, which, uh, you know, looks like a very good chance it's Antifa. Look, communities are necessary to raise children well. It doesn't take a genius to figure that out. Now, community starts with the parents. But how many times do we have broken families? Those families, when they're broken, as a, as a clinician, as somebody who sees these things happen all the time, I have to empathize with both the protesters as the parents and the protesters of the protesters in that there is a certain amount of community necessary to raise children. I guess one of my questions becomes, is this what they want their children to see, both as the parents and the protesters of the parents? Is this what we want them to see? Now, it's easy to justify or blame or whatever, but that's an important question when we're empathizing. Right? A little more self-control on both parties probably would have gone a long way. Let's, uh, let's empathize with the school district. School district is trying to do what California expects them to do. California, the state of California has put out these requirements or really important requests that are basically requirements. Now in those, what they have done is said, you should recognize Pride Month. The state is telling them that. So the school districts are trying to be obedient to the state. Why would they do that? Funding, if nothing else, but maybe they believe in the cause. That's possible. Right? Can school districts not do this? Absolutely. The school districts run independent of the state. 
But in some states, and I don't know if this is the case in California, when it comes to getting that uh, average daily monies, <clears throat> there's, there's certain stipulations states can put on the monies that schools will get. And if, they, if the state of California has done that, then maybe that would be why a school might do something like this. It also might just be that they believe this in their school. They just believe that this is what they should be doing. Maybe they think it's a small group of parents that are going to be against this idea. Doesn't look like it. They had shirts made, which I will show you. All right. So we're going to go through slowly and we're going to take a look at things. I'll point out the masks again, those wearing masks and helmets, they're prepared for altercation before it even starts. Not because those masks are for COVID, because at this point, look, we all know what's going on with COVID. They're wearing those masks to conceal their identity, almost 100% guaranteed. Why else would you need to wear masks? Minus the one down here in the pink that has a red, regular surgical mask on. All right. Then maybe you could, you could argue that, but then they're wearing dark shades. They are physically being aggressive to this other individual. So here, I'm going to go slowly through this. I'm going to walk you if it'll let me do it. Yes, it does. Okay. So they clearly attack that gentleman, whoever that is right there. That was a very clear attack, right? And the gentleman strikes back, all right? You know, at, at, watch what happens. Okay, so then the other guy gets involved and they both take a whack at that guy. Now, in that moment, my look, I can empathize. I, I believe those two to be parents. I believe the other one to be a protester of the protesters. And, but that's a guess. That's a guess. Um, they are clearly uh, being physically aggressive after the other one was physically aggressive. Okay. Now, at this point, that's probably mutual combat. All right. The way that the law would look at it. I mean, I, I'm not a, a lawyer, but most likely, you know, that's that's a big old uh, nothing burger yet because there's not much damage going on. We're going to keep going slowly through this and let you take a look for those of you on Rumble and YouTube. Now, the retreat has begun. As soon as the physical altercation started, the police started clearing the area. They first started doing it with volume. If you remember the sounds as we were listening, they were trying to get the people to back off. Okay, so that's what's going on here at this point. Look at that guy come in with his foot and stomping somebody. Now, that's very physically aggressive. Is that what we want our children to see? Empathizing with the kids? I am thinking... Oh my gosh, I don't want you to hurt them. Because kids are relatively innocent first through sixth grade. Not always. Like they, you know, they can get a little rambunctious and wild, but generally speaking, there's an innocence to them. And this is what they're going to see their parents doing. This is what their community is doing. Is, is this safe? Does this does this promote safety and comfort and you know a good, healthy living environment? I would think not. All right, so let's let's keep progressing. All right, so he does it again. He kicks him. Uh, I don't know who's on the ground, but that person, 
that person is getting beat up a little bit. Now, I don't know if or what they did, but you can see right there that they are one that is, it seems to be, ooh, it's tough to see. Let's just keep keep scrolling it around. Okay, there you go. There's a better shot. This is a person who has a helmet on, and you're going to see in a moment, they are wearing pads all through their clothing. Why would you show up to peacefully protest anything prepared for that kind of violence? I'll tell you, if I'm empathizing with those people attacking them, I have to say they showed up prepared for that because they were looking for it. Now, unfortunately, if I'm empathizing with those two people also, I'm thinking y'all just took the bait you just took the bait now i don't know what that person i don't know if it's a guy or a girl uh, i think it's a guy and i think we'll be able to tell a little bit more here in a minute but they took the bait like don't take the bait folks if i'm empathizing with you as listeners don't take the bait all right there is a difference between protecting yourself protesting peacefully and attacking somebody. Don't take the bait. Don't do it. All right. So then we move forward. Let's keep scrolling. All right. So who comes into the rescue? Take a look at the flag. All right. Those are the protesters of the protesters. So we were right. The protesters of the protesters most likely are the ones stepping in right there. Or maybe, uh, you know, they're just, uh, you know, folks that are like, oh, we don't want to see the violence. Let's let's break it up kind of a thing. But the police come in and they immediately separate it. Okay, so in this situation, most likely the person in the blue coat, for those of you who are watching, is pulling on the person on the ground to try to get them away from the two people that were attacking them, presumably. The police don't know this. They just see the physical exertion. But look at the gloves on the hands, the mask on the face, the glasses. This is not an innocent person. It's not. You don't show up to a peaceful protest prepared for the worst like this with your face covered, no fingerprints. Like you can't tell who this is. My guess, I don't know if this is the case, but I wonder if they even have an ID in their pocket. But look at the person on the ground. Do you see that vest they have? It's a padded vest. They knew they were going to go down and cause some problems. They knew it. Okay, read the shirts on the opposite side of the screen. It says, leave our kids alone. Now, presumably, based on the reports that I'm reading, there was a group of parents that were wearing these shirts. If they're parents, those are their children. This is not a metaphor. But then I want to look, there's kids in the background watching the whole altercation. You can see they're teenagers most likely is what it looks like, but there are kids in the background observing this altercation. This is what we are teaching our children. 
So if I'm empathizing with the kids, I got to tell you, adults, get your crap together. Don't bite. Don't fall for it. Get your crap together. This is not acceptable adult behavior. Learn how to communicate with words. Create a podcast. Send me a message. Let's put you on my podcast. I will give you a voice. But let's stop this junk. Because the kids are watching. They're watching you. They're listening to you and me. They're, they're paying attention. How about the school district? Let's empathize with the school district in this. The school district, they, they made a statement. Matter of fact, I'm going to read you that statement when I'm done going through this. But let's be reasonable. Let's, let's invite kids or families if we're going to do something to support a single cause. I'm fine with that. But do the same kind of thing with every other cause. This is where schools run into problems because they're going to promote pride. Pride means LGBTQAI+. Do you know what's left out of that? All the families and the kids who promote or prefer heterosexual behavior. Uh, that honest to goodness, it's left out. Well, they don't need representation, some people will say. That's garbage. That's absolute garbage. And if you're empathizing with the kids and not being stuck in your selfishness, you will know that what I just said is correct. If you're going to represent a group, be fair in your representation. So empathizing with the school district, I'm good with that. Do your pride thing. Make sure you do your straight thing. Make sure you do your black thing, your Armenian thing, your white thing. Your, like, you better spread the wealth because if you niche yourself as a school district, you're actually harming the kids and the families that you're supposed to be serving. They call that non-maleficence when you do no harm. And they call it beneficence when you do good. Okay? So let's keep scrolling through. The police here, <clears throat> they decide to get a circle going. They get, they get prepared more for the violence because they're like, ooh, what's going on? Now, pause right here. This woman on the ground, <clears throat> they have what looks like potentially a pride flag on their chest. That's what it looks like to me. And nobody was attacking her. These people were not there just to attack. They just weren't. So the violence was incited by somebody. Now, who might have incited this violence? I'm going to give you a little bit of a clue. The police are going to drag them into the screen here in just a moment. Boom. Take a look at this, gentlemen. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's a guy. All right. They have a helmet on. Their face is completely covered to the best of their ability without being uh, able to not see. They're being pulled by the police. But look at that. That's the one who had the padded everything 
So I don't know this for sure. I didn't see it in the video, but I think it's safe to uh, make a educated guess. An educated guess is different than an assumption. An educated guess is this person was probably there to create violence and people fell for it. Look, empathize with both sides. If they're there to incite the violence and you give it to them, you have officially given them exactly what they want. You've given, you've, you've fed the beast. You don't want to feed that beast. So we move forward. The police do get some resemblance of control. They take that gentleman down. And presumably, I would guess that would be one of the three people that got arrested for inciting the violence, creating the situation. Okay. There's a lot going on there. A, a, a whole lot. Now, let's get to what the school district says, because this is, this is pretty important. What did the school district say as their statement? All right. The school district was asked, you know, about the situation. The school district says, let me get to their quote. Sorry about that. A little delay. It had reset my page. Um, okay. Uh, we remain, this is the school district says, the Los Angeles Unified remains committed to maintaining safe, inclusive, and supportive environment for all students. Okay, so if I'm taking just that first part of the statement into consideration, I love the way it sounds. The way it sounds is fantastic. But then, as somebody who's an outsider saying, uh, let's empathize. If that's the case, are all students being represented? All. Not just LGBTQ, AI+. No, all. Are all students being represented? Because if they are not standing behind their own statement, then I would suggest they probably need to take a look at themselves and fix themselves. Why? Because if you're going to say you are something, then you darn right better be it. Now, can you make mistakes? Sure, you can make mistakes. Maybe they didn't mean to say all students. Maybe they meant to say supportive environment for all LGBTQAI plus students, but that's not what they said. Their quote goes on to say, we are also committed to ensuring diversity and inclusivity in accordance with California's non-discrimination laws so that all students feel empowered to realize their greatest potential. Okay, let's break that down. What that says is California as a state has said you must create an inclusive environment. How they go about doing that is probably largely up to them. They decided to hold a pride assembly. Well, the parents decided let's hold our kids out. Not all, but a bunch of them did. Said let's not have our kids participate in this. Okay. But it makes me wonder what's the law really telling them they must do because see schools are going to follow the laws in order to get funding. That's what they're going to do. 
What's the law? Now, I wasn't able to determine exactly what they were discussing as about the law, but it does raise that question. So if I'm empathizing with the parents, I'm probably asking that question. I'm probably saying, you look, here's a valid question. I just want to know the answer to what law is it that says we have to have a pride assembly. Okay. Then it goes on to say, this includes the recognition, the recognition of the diverse communities that we serve. So that's fine. But again, here we are. Are we recognizing all of the diverse communities? Because Based on the articles that I have read, there is an Armenian-American community in this community with students in this school that don't agree with what they're doing. And they stand up to say something about it. Should we not be listening to them also when they say, don't sexualize our children? Seems like a reasonable, uh, empathetic pathway for us to venture down. Then they go on to say, we remain steadfast in our mission to educate and prepare our students to thrive with the skills and knowledge to be ready for the world. Okay, sounds great. But this is what those kids are seeing. So my question is, if we're really trying to support the children and help the children and make them help them build the skills and the education for their future, is this really how we do it? Is this the best option? I mean, it's a it's one option. I mean, clearly they chose to do this, but is this the best option? on the table. And if it's not, what might be better? These are questions we should be asking. And here's the thing. We should be asking some of the people that were protesting. That seems like a reasonable place to start. Take a little protester poll. No, nobody's going to do that because they, they're not really probably that invested. Like they're, they're, they're probably, I don't know. There are probably people there that are glad this scene happened. Me, I, for one, um, my heart goes out to kids. I spent a lot of my time serving kids. I got a couple of my own kids. And here at the end of the day, I got to tell you, this doesn't serve them very well. Peaceful protests. Absolutely. By all means, you know, that's good for a kid to see that you can stand up, speak with dignity and say, no, I stand here. That's fine. But when you look at the kids, teaching them that violence is is one of your, your better options, it's not a good idea. It's just not a good idea. Like, yeah, it, it, there's, this comes back to, let me, let me turn you back. Is there a time for violence? Like I did a podcast on that a month ago, maybe two months ago, like a while back. Go, go back and watch or listen to that. Very rare. Very, very rare. So if I'm empathizing with all the parents, all the school district, the kids, the protesters of the protesters, also known probably as Antifa, look, I I did my best to give you a glimpse of that. 
But there's so much more to this. So much more. And if you, you as the listeners, don't get involved in a way that is adult-like, reasonable, communicative, in a healthy way, this is the path we're going to go down. And if I'm empathizing with you and your community, me and my community, we can do better. We can do better. So turn the empathy up, folks. Attempt to see the world as if you're them. Now, I know it's hard. It's hard for me to empathize with the one who was all prepared for the physical violence because that tells me they were going there to get it. And yet they have an opinion. And if they were to uh, get in touch with me, I would listen to them too. Would I agree with them? Most likely I wouldn't. Not because of their angle they're taking, but because they believe that violence really is one of the better options. I don't agree with that. Only on rare occasions is violence actually an agreeable thing to use. And you can go back and listen to that. So, hey, I hope this was helpful. Thanks for watching. Hopefully you were watching. This one is probably a tougher one to listen to. Uh, I, you know, I tried to describe things a little bit as we went. Hopefully it was reasonable in the effort. But if you didn't understand some of it, do me a favor. Go to YouTube, go to Rumble, like, subscribe, follow it there too, so that you can easily get to it. And let me know what you think. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.